Welcome to this abbreviated worship service provided by St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet in Kankakee. I'm Pastor Mike Hanel. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a sermon, the Lord's Prayer, and receive a benediction. But before that, a few quick announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. Earlier in November, we had to suspend our in-person services because of the problems with COVID in our area. But after time for recovery and healing, we have resumed our regular in-person worship services. In those services, we do follow social distancing in our seating and mask recommendations. We also want people to know that they should stay home if they're sick or have been around people who have been sick. We will continue to have weekend online services available as they have been in addition to this WKAN radio service. For our midweek services in December, we will only have the sermon available, not the entire service. Look for that on our Facebook page or website. We realize that not everyone is comfortable returning to in-person services at this time, and that's okay. This is not meant to burden anyone's conscience. If you do not feel comfortable returning or have health reasons that would keep you away, please use some of the alternative ways of being part of our worship, such as the worship page on our website, this WKAN radio broadcast, our Facebook page where we stream services, you can call our office for audio CDs of our sermons, or you can listen in on our podcast. We urge you to keep up to date with us through our website, stpaulslutheran.net, and click the COVID-19 response link at the top of our page. Otherwise, you're welcome to call the church office to find out the latest information. And remember, you can access our online worship services anytime on our webpage. To do so, simply go to our webpage, stpaulslutheran.net, and click Worship on the menu. And keep up with us on our Facebook page for more information of any changes that may become necessary. We pray that you are blessed by the Lord's words this day. As a special treat, here's a brief snippet of the sermon given for our celebration of Thanksgiving. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you once again, and I do pray that this would be a great Thanksgiving for you. I know this isn't the Thanksgiving that you had planned. I remember back to the spring earlier this year when we had to celebrate Easter, not here in church together, but separately in our own homes. And as I reflected upon that, I, I thought, you know, there are two ways to think about this. One is you can think about what, what a horrible thing this is, that we have to celebrate Easter separately and not together in order to bring our hearts, our voices to God's praise for the glorious resurrection of Jesus, our Savior. What a tragedy that, that this pandemic was placed in the midst of a holy time for us. But then I thought, there's another way to think about it, isn't there? Not that this pandemic was placed in the midst of a holy time, but that a holy time was placed in the midst of a pandemic. And that's what I think about for Thanksgiving as well. You may not be celebrating together with your family or extended family in the way that you normally were or in the way that you wanted. 
But Thanksgiving isn't ruined by any means. Thanksgiving is a time to give thanks to the Lord for all of the blessings you have. And maybe this year you are understanding those blessings in new and better and deeper and profound ways. Because when those things are taken away from you or when you can't do them as you normally would, you realize how important they were to you. What a gift they were to you. Gifts. That's really what I want to talk about today. And when I mean gifts, I'm not just talking about things that we receive. I'm talking about what a gift really entails. What's all involved with a gift? Because a gift is not merely a gift, some tangible thing given from one person to another. A gift is all about a relationship. A gift creates a relationship. A gift solidifies and strengthens a relationship. That's what's so wonderful about gifts. Not that they simply bring joy to one moment in one lifetime, but they can bring lifetimes together. And if we think about the gifts that we receive, we'll think a lot not just about those gifts, but about the givers. And when we think about the givers giving gifts to us, we have the full picture in front of us. We're thinking about those relationships that are so dear and important to us. And so on this Thanksgiving, I want us to think about the gifts that we receive from our God. Because when we think about the gifts that we receive from our God, it's not just the gifts that we will be considering. We will be considering that relationship, that relationship that God has with us, that we have with him. And we will see how those gifts that we receive bring us closer together in that loving relationship that God has intended for us. If you want to hear more of that sermon or other ones, go to our webpage and click Sermons. Now we return to the regular service as we begin our celebration of the first week in Advent, the beginning of a new church year. Our readings for this, the first Sunday in Advent, are readings that bring to heart the very theme of Advent. Advent meaning the coming the coming of our God, the coming of our Lord, the coming of our King. And so Isaiah 64 is a plea to the Lord from Isaiah that that the Lord would come, that God would come down from the heavens and visit this world. But as Isaiah reflects on that, he not only reflects on the wonderful deeds that God has done before when he has come down to this world, but he also reflects on the sinfulness of the world and realizes that to call upon the Lord to come is to call upon the Lord's judgment on the earth. Our Old Testament reading from Isaiah 64 verses 1 through 9. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you. As when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil, Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. 
Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continue to sin against them, you are angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. No one calls on your name or strives to lay a hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have made us waste away because of our sins. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, O Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. O look upon us, we pray, for we are all your people. This is the word of our Lord. The Holy Gospel now according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel reading today is the account of that triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem on Holy Week. For many of us, as we hear this reading, we think of it as sort of out of place. We think that this reading maybe belongs more in the season of Lent than in the season of Advent. And to be sure, we do hear about Jesus' entry into Jerusalem in the season of Lent. But to hear that reading during the season of Advent maybe causes us to think about it a little bit differently. Maybe something else will stand out to you as you hear that reading today. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you doing this? Tell him the Lord needs it and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying the colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, we do begin a new church year with the season of Advent. And the connections between Advent and the end of the last church year, all of one week ago, are not exactly straightforward ones. 
For the past few weeks in our gospel readings, we have heard stories about Jesus coming back as that Lord of all lords, King of all kings, as the judge of the living and the dead. If you remember the reading last week was the story of the sheep and the goats, how Jesus, as a shepherd, separates the sheep from the goats, will separate out those who trust in him, those who have faith, versus those who do not have faith. And those who trust in him will go to inherit the kingdom of heaven, but those who did not trust him, they will go to the place of eternal torment meant for Satan and for all of his angels. So that's how we ended the church year, but now we begin it. And our gospel reading today is rather peculiar, as I said. It talks about, to us, Holy Week. It talks about Jesus entering Jerusalem. And although he is hailed as a king, He doesn't much look like one, does he? Jesus is not coming with a powerful army in tow. He is not seated on a mighty war horse or a chariot. Instead, Jesus is sitting humbly on a donkey as he goes into Jerusalem and he is being hailed as the Messiah, as the son of David. But he didn't really look the part. He he looked very unimpressive. And yet, as people were hailing him, crying out, Hosanna, as they were putting their cloaks on the road and cutting down palm branches and putting them before him, in their heart of hearts, they were hoping that Jesus was that Messiah, even if they didn't understand that. And as it turned out, their hopes were fulfilled. Again, in a way that I don't think any of them were prepared for, Jesus did become that king of kings. Jesus came to the cross. And there, as he was crucified on the cross above him, he was marked as that king of the Jews. And that's exactly who he was. But there was irony there. Because that was meant as a taunt. If this is a king, some king he is. But through the eyes of faith, we see that. We see that Jesus nailed to the cross. We see that sign above his head, King of the Jews. And we say, yes, Lord. Yes, that is who you are. You are the king. And though it does not look like a great, mighty, and powerful display of our God's glory, it is there that his glory is seen most clearly. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, comes in weakness and in suffering. He comes to the cross because there he atones for our sin. There is our forgiveness. There is our salvation and eternal life. All of that is possible because Jesus, true man and true God, dies as the innocent one there on the cross. See, Back in Jesus' day, everybody was getting prepared for the Passover, getting prepared for that sacrificial lamb, getting prepared for that meal together with their friends and family. What they didn't know is that Jesus wasn't preparing for the Passover. Jesus was the Passover. Jesus would be that lamb who was slain for all people for all of our sins, so that all of us would have life. 
And so the gospel reading today, while it might seem out of place, it's actually meant to help us to understand quite clearly that we will never understand Jesus as king unless we understand him as the king who came to suffer and die on the cross and rise again on the third day. But if we understand that, then we understand Advent. We understand what it is that we are praying for as we pray, Lord, come, come to us. Come, bring the fruition of your kingdom. Come to all and set the world straight. Lord, come. Isaiah, in that Old Testament reading, was asking for just that, wasn't he? He was asking, Lord, rend the heavens, tear the heavens apart, and come down. Come down into our world because we need you. We know the types of things that happen when you come. There is salvation for your people. We know how you saved the Israelites who were in bondage. They were slaves in Egypt with no hope, with no future. They were powerless. But Lord, when you came, when you came and visited them, when you saw their distress, you, you brought salvation. You brought rescue. You brought redemption. And so, Lord, come. Come because we need that now. In the time of Advent, our hearts pray to God, come. But we need to understand why is it that we are asking the Lord to come? And what will that mean? What will that mean for us Because as Isaiah begins to pray, Lord, that you would rend the heavens and come down, he has to take a step back. He remembers all of the good things that the Lord does, but he also remembers the Lord is a holy God. We are not holy people. We are sinners. If I am asking that holy and just God to come down, he will come down in judgment. And he will not come in judgment merely against my enemies. He will come down in judgment against me. And so, as Isaiah remembers that, he must also remember the Lord's grace, the Lord's mercy. He must ask the Lord to come in forgiveness to all of his wayward people, to all of the people who have not taken seriously the Lord's commands. And that just might be you and me. See, if we join in Isaiah's prayer, if our prayer during this time of Advent is, Lord, come, we need to realize what is it that we are asking for. We might be asking for mighty deliverance, but our God comes not merely with deliverance. He also comes with judgment. Our Lord judges sin and he judges sinners. That's what we were talking about at the end of the church here. And as we pray now that the Lord would come, we have to realize we're praying for his judgment. Are you ready for that? Are you prepared? If you're like me, you might be thinking, I don't think I am. I I, I need to set some things straight. And Advent is a season to do that, 
It's a season to pray, Lord, come, but also for us to reflect on our sin and to realize we must repent. We want the Lord to come, but we must also come to Him. We must come back to Him and turn from our sin, turn from our wayward ways, turn from our idols that we have been worshiping in our lives and return to worship Him as the one true God, to love Him first and to love Him foremost in our lives. If we are praying for the Lord to come, He will come in judgment. We want to be on the right side of that equation. And so we need to turn our hearts to him and repent. O Lord, that you would rend the heavens and come down, but that we would be found not as sinners, but as repentant people. People who are turning from our sin and turning to you in faith. People who are turning to you in faith because we see the cross. See, there it is again. If we begin with the cross, we begin to understand not only the depth of our own sin, but also the depth of God's love and forgiveness. And so in the season of Advent, we might be thinking about Christmas. We might be thinking about the Lord's return. But here, that gospel reading tells us to think about Jesus, the King who comes to suffer and die for our sins. Because when that comes into focus, we not only are able to repent, but we know that we are forgiven in our repentance. And our Lord changes our hearts and our minds to live those repentant lives. See, we pray that the God of our fathers and mothers would come to us to set things straight, That can be a powerful prayer. It can be a dangerous prayer if you're not ready. So we repent to be ready. And as we are made ready, we remember that the Lord comes, and he comes not just in judgment, but in salvation. And so when we pray, Lord, come, we know that he sweeps away all sinners. He sweeps away all sin but he doesn't sweep us away. Rather, we are swept up, swept up into his arms of love, swept up into his arms of kindness and grace because of that cross, because of Jesus, because our sins are forgiven. When Jesus came as that lowly king, he did so, so that he would prepare us Prepare us for that time when he would come again in judgment. Have you been prepared? Have you been preparing? In this season of Advent, our hearts will be crying out, Lord, come. We pray that you would come again. Come into this world that is broken. Come to us. And God draws our eyes to the cross. He draws our eyes to the cross so that we would understand truly who is it we are asking to come. It is that King of Kings, that Lord of Lords, who suffered and died on the cross for your sins and for mine. That's the King that we are asking to return. And when he returns, he receives us in his arms as his children.
as those who have come to him in faith. But he doesn't just do that at the end of time. He does that today. He does that each and every day. He does that as he comes to us in his word. In God's word, he comes to us and he assures us of that love and forgiveness. And as we see who he is through the cross, we know that. He has come to us in our life, tangibly in our baptisms. He has joined us to his cross. He has joined us to his resurrection. And he comes to us in his holy meal. As he gives to us bread and wine, he gives to us his body and his blood. Our King comes to us. That prayer of Advent, come, Lord. It's not just a prayer that we pray thinking about our Lord yet to come. It is a prayer that our Lord uses to direct our eyes once again to his cross. We see that King who has come. That King who came into this world who came into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, who came to a death that he didn't deserve on Good Friday, who came into a tomb where he was laid to rest, but who came again to new life on the third day as he rose again, a king who came into his father's glory and ascension, a king who will come back again, but a king who is still ever with us to bring us to repentance, to grow us in our faith, to grow us in our love for other people. See, Advent is kind of a tricky time. Our eyes are directed every sort of direction at once. We think about the past. We think about the future. Our eyes are drawn to the present. But above all, our eyes are drawn to the cross. For there we see who our king is. We see a king who comes. He comes in love. He comes in grace and forgiveness. But most importantly, he comes for you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and risen Savior. Amen. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Indeed, the King has come. Go forth with his blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. 
Thanks again for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. You can continue to hear our online worship services on our website. Just go to stpaulslutheran.net and click Worship on the menu. God's blessings to you this day.